Set in a stylized Los Angeles, a glimpse inside the mind of Charlie of Charles Swan III is a playful comedy about love lost, friendship, revenge fantasies, and Brandy Alexanders. Charles is a successful graphic designer whose fame, money, and charm have provided him with a seemingly perfect life. When his true love, a perplexing beauty by the name of Ivana, suddenly breaks off their relationship, Charlie's life falls apart and swirls into a downward spiral spiral of doubt, confusion, and reflection. We're joined by the director of A Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan III, Roman Coppola. Roman is the uh, director of such films as CQ, collaborator, a longtime collaborator with Wes Anderson on such films as the Darjeeling, Darjeeling Limited, as well as the Academy Award-nominated film A Moonri- Moonrise Kingdom, including Best Original Screenplay by Mr. Coppola. Uh, Roman, welcome to Film School. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you for being here. And by the way, congratulations on the Academy Award nomination for the screenplay. That was uh, obviously a, a validation of what is my favorite film of the year is uh, oh, uh, Moonrise so Kingdom. Yeah, it was an incredible uh, honor and delight to get that recognition. So yeah, yeah, and and uh, well, well, let's talk ab- about uh, your new film. Um, I was just saying before uh, we ca- we uh, you came on that this film feels like a very personal film uh told from a very from a your point of view uh, and um it it help me out here is this where did where did the story come from and what was it about this that you decided that you wanted to turn into a film well absolutely it's a personal movie and those are the kinds of movies i'm drawn to you know uh, films that come from filmmakers that have a, a distinctive voice that's a reflection of who they are so i definitely am pleased to hear you Say that it it, uh, it feels like such, and uh, basically, you know, it is a story of a, a person sorting out a, a breakup. And um, I was in a, situ- a relationship that that didn't continue, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, my state of mind got very uh, fractured. And um, uh, I was a friend of mine was going through divorce at the same time, and we would just talk incessantly and say, "Oh, I still want her." back. No, I hate her. No, I love her. And I oh, remember that wonderful time we had. No, that was a terrible time. And so you, your brain gets really put through a kind of kaleidoscopic uh, fractured state of memories and confusion yeah. and, and reaching out to people close to you to try to sort it out and they become exasperated. So that was all the raw material that I experienced that I thought would be a interesting subject matter and a point of view for a film. So the, the state of mind that you get in, which is kind of crazed and frustrated and confused and kind of finding relief in fantasy and trying to sort it out, is the state of mind I want the viewer to have, you know, to feel through the experience of the film. So not only is it a personal film to me, but it's also, you know, kind of a, a unique film, I hope, in, in terms of kind of creating a state of mind that other people will relate to and say, oh, wow, yeah. that kind of feels like I went through that. Yeah, and um, and that's an excellent point for people uh, interested in the film is that it it does vacillate in, into this sort of fantastical realm back and forth, real life, and 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 a number of the characters who sort of feed into uh, this fevered perspective that uh, Charles Swan is is experiencing. Um, really able to attract a very, very good cast of uh, actors to this film. Um, 
tell us a little bit about the the process, the writing process for you uh, in in writing this character of Charles Swan, as you said, from a personal perspective. Um, but at what point did you start to pull this cast together, including Charlie Sheen, Jason Schwartzman, Bill Murray, uh, Patricia Arquette? Um, tell me a little bit about that. Did I say? Did I say? I meant did I, Rose. Did I say that right? No, you. Uh, I mean, Arquette I meant correct. Yeah, Patricia yeah. Arquette. I had exactly. a. I had a moment of wait. Was moment it? of confusion. Yes, yeah, so this. They come more and more now. But anyway, yeah. tell us a little bit about the the casting of this, uh, particularly uh, the lead in this. Right. Well, you know, a lot of people are curious because the subject of the film, you know, is a very dynamic character who uh, teeters on the edge of, of keeping it together. And so people say, oh, Charlie Sheen, you must have wrote, written it for him. But uh, the fact is that I wrote it uh, without him in mind, mm-hmm. very much as a character study. And I was interested in portraying a character who was really um, outlandish and imaginative and dynamic and colorful and immature and petulant and narcissistic and kind of out there. So I had a, a clarity about who I wanted this guy to be, um, but it wasn't based on any actor, specifically not Charlie. Yet um, uh, the Jason Schwartzman character, Kirby Starr, who's his best friend, who's a comedy artist, uh, recording artist and singing star, um, that is someone I immediately thought of Jason. Mm. And since Jason and I are very close, uh, and the writing process took me a rather long time, it took a bunch of years to kind of get it all down on paper, you know, kind of picking it up and putting it down and trying to figure it out and puzzling over it. And Jason was there as a friend, uh, you know, wanting to be uh, help and curious, and, hey, what's this, and what are you doing? And said, oh, i got a great part for you. And so he was aware of it, and he was someone I wrote it for, but always you want to be uh, you know, gracious that somebody in your life, like Jason, who's my cousin, that you don't expect them to do anything. So I was very pleased when he said, oh, that would be fun. I would love to play the role. So that was wonderful. With Bill Murray, when I wrote it, I, um, I, I sure hoped, oh, this would be so great for Bill. But I didn't daydream too far because you know, Bill is a very uh, mercurial, mysterious person who <laughs> you know, you're not sure what, uh, what he's going to commit to or not, or be able to do, where he's going to be. He's very mysterious that way. But I did daydream, like, oh, wow, it would be so great if he could do it. And uh, I was lucky enough to have a chance to visit with him. I showed him my material, and he was intrigued and supportive, but not really committal. But he was like, oh, this seems interesting. Let me know what happens. And um, I was able to finally get my funding and my schedule. And so I contacted him and said, look, you know, if you can take a week in Mm -hmm. You know, November, I would love to have you. And I got a, a message back like, I'll be there. Yeah. And so that was a really uh, treasured moment that he agreed to do it. Patricia is someone who I had known um, as uh, she was married to my cousin, Nicholas. And so she was a family member. And that connection, yeah. you know, is meaningful. And, and uh, she plays a sister character. So it just felt right that someone who I had that kind of rapport with and relationship with would play that that part, yeah. but it wasn't really written for, for her per se. Um, but you know, the the notion of gathering people that are in your life or you're connected to or you know is uh, you know, very natural to me. You know, growing up in in, in films and and the, the way I prefer to work. You know, you want to work with people you have a rapport with and can trust, and and uh, also on a practical level, I didn't have a a large budget or a long schedule, and right. there's sort of that aspect of like, hey, Jason, can you do it? Well, great. <laughs> you know, uh, 
grow beard, and I'm going to get an outfit on eBay, and <laughs> we're going to shoot a quick test. And, you know, you have to just kind of make do with what you can grab your hands onto. And luckily for me, those contacts and friendships and things, yeah. uh, you know, I'm very grateful to have. Yeah. I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Roman Coppola. The film is A Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan III. Um, and that is something about your career. I've been a fan of yours. Uh, Going back to CQ, which I just really was one of my favorite movies. I've, I've said this number of times, uh, not just because you're here. I just think it's such a wonderful, beautiful little film um, and the references. And, and I want to sort of make the, the, the jump from CQ to this in that uh, and you, uh, you, you're a lot of references, film references in, in both films, sort of homages to a, a certain era, a certain kind of filmmaking, uh, a certain look, I, which I really appreciate. But also, but also I, uh, looking at your, the, the arc of your career, you're very collaborative. You, I, it's, I really, and that doesn't surprise me to hear you talking about Jason coming in and getting Bill Murray and all these people, because it just seems to mark uh, be a, a, a hallmark of your uh, way of uh, doing your 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 artistry, if you will, um, on this. Uh, uh, you've been second unit uh, director on a number of your sister's films. Worked with your father. Uh, uh, worked with Wes on a number of in a number of different ways. This really seems to be a really ingrained in you to be collaborative. Tell me where this comes from. I mean, obviously growing up in a very cinematic family, but what is it about your personality and the way you like to work that seems to lend itself to this? Um, you know, it just seems to be part of my nature, I yeah. guess. Uh, growing up around uh, in, in my family and my dad's work with his team of people mm-hmm. and the group of the team that become your friends, and in my case, sort of uncles and aunts, you know, year after year, uh, seeing these same people again, and, and all the families coming together. So to me, the, 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 the work of making film is very kind of intertwined with that family experience, whether it's literally your family members or people that become like family. And someone like Bill Murray, who you know worked on Sophia's film, and yeah. Jason had known him from Rushmore, and then yeah. Life Aquatic, I paid a visit, and we all hung out. And, you know, over the years, you build this rapport, and it's kind of, uh, you know, there's a camaraderie and a, a wonderful, you know, kind of kinship that develops that uh, just, you know, it, you can't beat that feeling no. of, mm. of trust and friendship and stuff. So to me, it's just so natural and obvious that you'd choose to do that. And I think... It's a tradition in the film business and in theater and the arts in general that, um, you know, it's very quite common that other filmmakers, you know, tend to use similar team members. And, you know, I think it's it's nothing yeah. unusual, really. Well, but I, I, I do enjoy it. Oh, yeah, obviously do. I, and um, But is there something, now your collaborations with Wes Anderson on Moonrise Kingdom and Darjeeling, Darjeeling Limited, is... The, the kind of people that you're working with on that level, writing, and uh, is it, it? Do you tend? Is it something that you look? Is it an opposites attract, or is it just sort of a simpatico sense uh, outlook on on the work, on life? It, it tell is there a certain particular type of person that you uh, or artist you you like to to bounce things off of when you're working? Is that is there some pattern there? Yeah, I don't know if I could really characterize it. You know, like precisely, like oh, I like this type of person. Yeah. Or not. I guess I like sincere people mm-hmm. uh, and people that do work from their heart and from their instincts and therefore are, you know, more exploratory, more genuine. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of 
the movie business and show business, you know, there's a lot of phoniness in terms of like, oh, I'd like to do this, but I kind of have to do that. And, and uh, you might have aspirations to do something more personal, but, well, no one will, you know, I have to make it more commercial or yeah, whatever. Right, you know, I'm right, not right, right. lagging off on anybody, but yeah. there's a kind of artist like the Coen brothers have that yeah. quality, and Wes certainly has it, Sophia has it, of people who are doing their work in a very genuine way and from their heart and from this kind of instinct to make something that that they're uh, compelled to make and not because it would make some money or because it'll allow them to do some other thing. Mm-hmm. But they're just kind of in the moment of doing what they care about. And I guess that's the the quality that I'm drawn to is people really, you know, being genuine. Yeah. Well, I want to go back to the film. and Thank you for that because, I'm yeah. again, looking at your career, it's just I, I'm just struck by by the collaborative nature of the way you go about doing it. And I think oh, it just makes for uh, an enriching experience in terms of your films and the films you've worked on and uh, just all the, all the better for it. And uh, I, I, I want to also compliment you on the, on the performance that you were able to extract from the cast in general, but also for uh, A Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charlie Swan III, uh, but also particularly uh, with, uh, with Charlie Sheen. Um, he this is a really good performance on his part. I really enjoyed his presence in the film, the way that he uh, went about um, portraying this character. It was not a cartoonish. Uh, it could have been. I think people may have been expecting something uh, over the top and exaggerated. It's a very well modulated performance, and uh, I really that. yeah, I, I really and I, I was very happy, happily uh, entertained by, by him in, in this work here. So tell me a little bit about working with Charlie uh, Sheen that people might be surprised to know or right. uh, hear. Yeah, well, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of people have a, a preconception. I think that's sort of important for me to talk about, and I'm so pleased to have this venue to talk about, because to me, I know that Charlie's a very talented, generous, interesting, intelligent, witty uh, actor. And a lot of people... You know, you say Charlie Sheen, and they think of all these other things they read about. And yeah. so I think um, I, I tend to forget about that because I know the real Charlie, or at least my experience with him on this movie, and I think it's important that people, you know, kind of come into the movie with an openness because otherwise uh, there can be, you know, I think uh, prejudice or something. But Charlie and I, uh, we were kids together during Apocalypse Now, uh, and we were 10, 11 years old, and we had a, a group of months that we you know, hung out, were pals, and had a pen pal relationship afterwards. And, um, you know, that bond and that connection you have when you're a boy with a pal, that's very meaningful, you yeah. know, and, and year, years would go by and I wouldn't see him, but then I'd maybe run into him, and we had that rapport, you know, we knew each other in that way that you do when you're 11, yeah. and um, we would sort of just had that connection. And I recall when I was in my mid-20s, I ran into him, and he at that time was a very huge movie star, and he said something to the effect of, hey, Roman, one of these days we have to do a movie together. Our dads did a movie together. It was pretty great, and we had to do something. And that meant a lot to me because I was just a guy out of film school trying to do stuff, and to think that one of the biggest Hollywood stars would choose to work with me uh, was pretty amazing. And, uh, in fact, he offered me one of his films, um, I forget the name of it, but it was with Chris Tucker, I think. I could be mixing things up, but it was an action kind of buddy movie. And right. It offered to me, and it didn't work out for me, but it just was a, a very nice uh, nod of uh, respect. Yeah. Anyway, cut to years later, I, I created this piece, 
and I thought I need a, a charismatic actor who's got great acting, uh, you know, chops, who's funny, witty, charming, that right age, handsome, but you know, starting to be on the touching upon middle age or whatever. And it occurred to me that Charlie would be perfect. And the fact that he was doing TV and wasn't such a movie star was kind of attractive to me because, uh, for one, there were a few reasons. One is I knew him. I thought, wow, he might be, I might be able to get him. And two, I know he's a great actor, and how cool to present him back on the big screen yeah. and have that freshness. And there's something about casting people uh, when you present them you know, to use the same old person or the guy that's been in three other movies. It's like it's just kind of cool to me that you represent someone in a new context. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I was very excited to, to work with him. And I approached him, I showed him the material, I described what it was, and he said, hey, it's kind of like all that jazz. And I said, exactly. You know, like he just, again, we picked it up where we left off, that kind of closeness, and he knew my intention, and just from describing it, and he said, well, let's, you know, I'm interested. So then that began a period of uh, chasing. It happens with a lot of directors. You can read about it with Steve Spielberg and... and uh, gentleman who played Lincoln, uh, Daniel Day Lewis, yes, and yes. any act, uh, any director will tell you if you say, "Hey, what's the hardest time you've had trying to lock in on an actor?" And you'll hear some great stories. My dad has tons of them. <laughs> tried to get many actors for yeah. Apocalypse Now, for example, and yeah. wasn't able to. Um, in any event, Charlie uh, wanted to do it. He said it's a you know it's a great role. He was nervous about it yeah. because it you know he had to speak Spanish, he had to sing, he had to. Yeah to be very emotional, he had to ride horse, you know, just all this stuff. It's like, this is a lot to ask of someone who is not in the, you know, yeah. you know, hasn't done that in a while. Yeah. And you could ask him, and he would tell you that. And so he wanted to do it, but he was reticent to, like, really say yes. All that craziness kind of happened, and I just kept on him. I kept saying, let's do this, let's do this. And finally, I just went over there, and I brought this velvet suit that I have and these glasses <laughs> that were like who the character was yes, and yes. he had this fedora and I put it all on him. I took his picture and I said, this is the guy, let's do it. And he looked at the picture and he says, I get it, let's do it. And once he said that, he was in. Yeah. He just needed that, that nudge and, and he said, you know, I will do this with you. And when he said that, I was just golden because I knew that he wasn't going to let me down. And all the people around me... Um, or just in the community, film filmmaking community, uh, like I could not get insurance, I could not get a yeah. completion bond, I could not get yeah. proper finance, and and they you know didn't have the confidence that he would come through and do it and be able be able to do it, and I knew he could, and so I prevailed and I pushed very hard and we financed the movie in a very unconventional way, without uh, really enough money as we kind of needed, and just by hook or by crook did it. And now the end result is that uh, you know we made a very unique movie, and yeah. I think Charlie really shines. He yeah. gives a wonderful, nuanced performance, very genuine, and I'm just delighted that it worked out. Yeah, and by the way, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Roman Coppola. The film is A Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charlie Charles Swan III. Um, and, you know, I, I can't help but wonder how much uh, an actor like, Charlie Sheen would have internalized knowing kind of the struggles, maybe not the specifics of what you were going through, but knowing full well that the that 
the uh, film community was not probably willing to take too much of a chance on him at that point. That because in in his performance, just watching that performance, and you can't help but bring some of that baggage into a viewing of a film like this. You're going to carry over what you remember from the last year or so with Charlie. Charlie, and 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 he, if any if anything, the performance seems to be and it much more internalized. He's been sort of external for quite a period of time here in terms of his public life. There's so much. Uh, of just watching him in certain scenes where he's holding in holding back that emotion that you might expect to come out of him that reaction that you might expect he really kind of plays it off and and internalizes it at least in when I'm watching him I feel like he's you're watch you're through the eyes of his performance as opposed to something physically demonstrative and it that's right. what I really appreciated about his oh. performance I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I didn't really plan to do anything. So I didn't say, oh, I'm going to yeah. keep him very tight. Uh, you know, I just, you just, I just did what I felt was right. But I think some of the choices, like the way he wears the tinted yeah. glasses, yeah. and there's some attitude that we had that was kind of part of that character mm-hmm. that, that uh, is, as you describe, you know, more internal. And I think he does a great job of yeah. portraying that. Well, well, I just, uh, I won't, first of all, I just want to thank you so much for coming on Film School. Um, it, it's, uh, it's a real honor to have you for a lot of reasons, uh, not the least of which is a uh, insi- uh, glimpse inside the mind of, uh, mind of Charles Swan III, uh, but also for your previous work, and, and all the best on, uh, on February 24th. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to you uh, standing up there and telling us, uh, tell us about what a great, uh, great job, or great time you had with Moonrise Kingdom. I think it was really overlooked uh, as far as the Academy was concerned. I really, really think it was, it should have gotten more more run than it did but nonetheless people uh, enjoyed it so yeah, we're, we're very pleased yeah you should and yes you should be it well uh, real quick before i let you go uh what's coming up I, uh, anything uh, uh past uh, charles swan um, you know not really this film is uh, has taken a long time to, yeah. to get to the screen so it's coming out this weekend and yeah. yes it's kind of in fact this call that we're having is kind of the the final call before now it's sort of out in the world yeah. so Okay. It's kind of a nice relief, and uh, mm. you know, I know I'm going to dream up something again soon, but I'm just taking it a little bit of a moment to enjoy Excellent. that um, emptiness. Because when you want to make a film, it sort of gnaws at you, and uh, you can't rest till it's done. And yeah. I just wouldn't mind taking a pause, but oh. I'll jump back into something soon. I'm sure. Well, excellent. Well, a lot of fun um, with the film. It's a great cast, as I said. Uh, in addition to Charlie Sheen, um, Jason Schwartz and Bill Murray, Patricia Arquette, Aubrey Plaza, uh, Catherine Winnick. Uh, there's a lot of people in this that are that look like they were having a good time with it, and uh, it comes across. So thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you so much for having me on. I really uh, appreciate it. Appreciate it as well, uh, Roman Coppola. A Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan III. Thank you. You have to say the title three times fast. I know, I know, you know. uh, But anyway, yes, I'm working on it. I'm I'm, I'm doing my diction uh, exercises with it. So uh, anyway, thank you so much, and we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.